pause for a big thank you to our partner making today's program possible. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. Amazing. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, your exercise, and medication decisions. All those decisions can lead to big results like more time in range and a lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com compatibility. Thanks, Dexcom, for being our partner. The following is a high five moment from highfivecasino.com. Welcome to Burger Yippee. Would you like a hot apple pie today? Yes, yes, yeah, I won. Woohoo! So that's a yes on the apple pie? I just went big time playing high five casino on my phone. Real cash prizes, free daily rewards, over 1,200 games. Yeah. So yes or no on the apple pie? Woo! I won again. I'll take that as a yes. Drive around. Have you had your high five moment today? Only at highfivecasino.com. High five casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited. Play responsibly. Conditions apply. See website for details. High five casino. Tick, tick, tick. The clock is ticking down and still no sign of 22-year-old van life girl, Gabby Petito. This is we learn in the last hours that Gabby Petito's family have been instructed by police not to speak openly about Gabby's relationship with boyfriend Brian Laundrie. Why? There's so much happening in the case right now. Let me tell you right off the bat, tip line 1-800-CALL-FBI, 1-800-225-5324. I'm Nancy Grace. This is Crime Stories. First of all, take a listen to our friends at KSL-TV. All authorities are keeping details of their search for 22-year-old Gabby Petito close to the vest. I can't give you any specifics on areas of interest. They're hoping accounts like Shannon Baker's. We drove through Tetons. The only stop we made was at Jenny Lake. We'll narrow down the search in the park's 310,000 acres. It had the black ladder on the back and the two black roof racks on top, two bars. And we made the comment that would be the perfect little camper van to go around in. Baker says it was 5 p.m. on August 25th when she and her husband, Russell, spotted Petito's van in the Jenny Lake parking area. My husband looked at it and goes, well, that's, that's the same vehicle they use on American Pickers. Baker says they didn't think much of the van until Sunday. And I said, oh, my God, that's, that's the same van we saw. The Bakers didn't get a picture, but they're certain they saw the van, and so is Petito's family. And they were very detailed about their description, so I do believe that they saw the van. So the van was spotted in the Tetons, but they didn't see Gabby and apparently didn't see boyfriend Brian Laundrie. This, among many 
updates happening right now. Let's break it down together. Joining me in all-star panel to make sense of it all. Dale Carson, criminal defense attorney, joining me out of Jacksonville, former FBI and cop, author of Arrest Proof for Yourself. Dr. Bethany Marshall, renowned psychoanalyst, joining us out of Beverly Hills. She is at drbethanymarshall.com, star of a new Netflix show, Bling Empire. Joseph Scott Morgan, professor of forensics, Jacksonville State University, author of Blood Beneath My Feet on Amazon and star of a new series on iHeart, The Piketon Massacre, Return to Pike County. The founder and director of the Cold Case Research Institute, Cheryl McCollum, you can find her at coldcasecrimes.org. She also a forensic expert. And CrimeOnline.com investigative reporter, Nicole Parton. Guys, so much is happening right now. Nicole Parton, what's the very latest? Nancy, the very latest, Gabby's family putting out a desperate message to Brian, specifically his parents, a desperate message, almost begging them to come forward with any information, saying things like, as a parent, please do the right thing. Tell us at least the last time that he saw her, the last place that he saw her desperate for any answers, begging Brian and his parents to come forward and speak. As a matter of fact, you're absolutely correct, Nicole Parton, CrimeOnline.com. Take a listen to Our Cut 64. This is Jeff Petira at ABC7. Gabby Petito's father was filled with emotion today as he begged Brian Laundrie to come forward with answers yet again. And he's not the only one demanding answers. If it was my daughter that was missing... I can't think of anybody that would stop me from going in that house, grabbing that kid, and finding out information. Jason Sternquist and his family got out Sharpies and poster boards. They began writing and pleading for Laundry to speak up. Can you imagine just your daughter's dating some guy, they go on a road trip, and then that's it? Sternquist says he's trying to help, not only because he lives near laundry. First thing you think of is, oh my God, it's my backyard. But because he has three daughters of his own. Bring peace to this woman's family. Well, one of the family members did speak out. I'm talking about the Laundry family while the boyfriend, Brian Laundry, is holed up in his parents' home. Neither he nor parents speaking. Our Cut 78, this is ABC7. You hear his sister speaking. Listen. She has not been seen in 22 days now, and her fiancé, Brian, is not talking to police about it. But her boyfriend's sister now says... She hopes this whole thing is just a misunderstanding. Watch. Obviously, me and my family want Gabby to be found safe. She's like a sister, and my children love her. And all I want is for her to come home safe and found, and this to be just a big misunderstanding. He always does the right thing, like in the body cam. He he's a, cooperates with the police, and he he's a wonderful uncle. He's always been there when I need him. Like he's, I mean been there every time Gabby's needed him. Really? Because on that body cam footage, Gabby Petito shows cops, she gesticulates, uh, if you watch the entire thing, where she says, boyfriend Brian Laundry grabbed her by the chin and shook her, and you see him later on uh, patting his pocket going, yeah, I got the keys right here. And that coincides with her saying, 
I was trying to get back in the van. He locked me out. It's her van, number one. And he locked her out in some kind of a power play out in the middle of nowhere. In the desert, for Pete's sake. Of course she got upset. So I don't know if that's doing the right thing. Uh, take a listen to more of the sister. Uh, this is on GMA. Laundry sister Cassie says even she hasn't spoken to her brother since he returned to his home in Florida from his and Gabby's cross-country trip without Gabby. I haven't been able to talk to him. I wish I could talk to him. I've cooperated every way that I can. I wish I had information where I would give more. I, I, this is all I have is I, I gave to the police. That's it. He's not even speaking to his sister. Let's bring in the panel again. Of course, as I mentioned, Nicole Parton joining us, CrimeOnline.com investigative reporter, straight out to Cheryl McCollum, founder, director of Cold Case Research Institute. And we have worked together for many, many years in the trenches investigating cases, even up until this very day. Cheryl McCollum, that's one heck of a misunderstanding. I could see you right now in court with a big old poster that says, obviously, Obviously, y'all want her found. Here's what's obvious. You ain't looking for her. You're not calling her phone. You're not texting her. You're not frantic. You are not petrified that something's happened to her. You're at home chilling in Florida going, well, hope she turns up. Hope it's a misunderstanding. She's like a sister. Like a sister to who? She ain't like a sister to you. Otherwise, you would be in the Mohab looking for her. You would be texting her, please respond. Where are you? You would be on Find My iPhone. You would be posted all over social media. Please help us find her. You ain't doing none of that. And speaking of Find My iPhone, you know this, Cheryl. You know when the twins, my children, went down to play their instruments at Disney um, with their school? And then they were allowed to kind of wander around Disney. You know, I was doing a backflip over that. So, of <laughs> course, after surreptitiously following that, them down, uh, I had on the Find My iPhone and the Life 360. And it shows you everywhere they're walking. So who's doing that? Where is Gabby's cell phone? Take a listen to our cut 67. This is the Northport Police Presser. Have you guys learned anything from the van or from the phones at all? Right now, we're still analyzing all that data, which takes time to forensically uh, analyze all that. Is the body cam video out of Moab? Is that offering any sort of insight into what potentially happened? Are you using that as part of your investigation? We, we look at everything that's coming in. Um, as far as that had, having to do anything with the disappearance, we don't know. I mean, yes, they had a disturbance. Yes, it was captured on uh, body camera, their interaction with law enforcement. But beyond that, you know, I don't know what it has to do with the disappearance. Big thank you to our partner in making today's program possible is Grand Canyon University. Grand Canyon University, a private Christian university in beautiful Phoenix, Arizona, believes we're endowed with certain unalienable rights to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And the American dream starts with purpose. GCU equips you to serve others in ways that promote human flourishing and create a ripple effect of transformation for generations to come. By honoring your career calling, you impact your family, your friends, and your community. 
Whether your pursuit involves a bachelor's, master's, or doctoral degree, GCU's online, on-campus, and hybrid learning environments are designed to help you achieve your unique academic, personal, and professional goals. Offering over 330 academic programs as of September 2023, GCU meets you where you are and provides you a path to help fulfill your dreams. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University, private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu. The following is a high five moment from highfivecasino.com. I won! Private, put down your phone. This is the army. Sarge, High Five Casino is a social casino. It's on your phone. goes wherever you go. I win free spins, cash, prizes, free daily rewards, over 1,200 games. I won again. Platoon, present cell phone. High Five. High Five. Casino. Casino. Win at HighFiveCasino.com. High Five Casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited. Play responsibly. Conditions apply. See website for details. High Five Casino. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. Can we talk about her cell phone? Joseph Scott Morgan, professor of forensics at Jacksonville State University. You hear Cheryl McCollum bring up, in my mind, the most obvious way to track her since Landry's not, Laundry's not speaking. I mean, he's the one that was with her. He comes back with a van, but no Gabby. He can't even tell us where he left her. I mean, best case scenario, they got, when you don't know a horse, look at the track record. She was afraid he'd leave her. Why did she think that? She was locked out of the van. As Cheryl McCollum earlier pointed out to me, he patted his pocket and went, I got the keys. What kind of power play is that to lock your girlfriend out of her own van in the middle of the desert for Pete's sake? So in my mind, that's a track record of locking her out and she's afraid he's going to leave her. Is that what happened? In my mind, that's the, the best possibility that he just got mad and left her somewhere. Why can't they find the phone or have they found it? I don't know if they found it or not, Nancy, but what I do know is that he has had possession of this van for a protracted period of time without it being in the possession of the police. And he has had a sufficient amount of time to disrupt or get rid of any kind of evidence that could point to her whereabouts or what has occurred with her. I think that it's significant, though, that the police have not moved forward relative to dragging him out of that house based on evidence that they may have recovered in that van. You would think, because now we're under a real-time crunch, you would think that they would look for anything to develop probable cause, to develop a warrant, to drag him out, but that has not occurred. So, it leaves me wondering, what did he do with this van? What did he do with the phone in the meantime, all of these days that have ticked off the clock? Let's just figure it out, Cheryl McCollum. Let's talk about uh, triangulation of a cell phone. And, and I'm going to have to circle back to Dale Carson and Dr. Bethany on this. Just got Ooh. started his comments on who had the cell phone last. Well, I can tell you this. Gabby's mother tells me, point blank, the last text she received ostensibly from Gabby, it's not from Gabby. 
And I'll tell you why. Number one, it was not mm-hmm. her vernacular, her speech. I mean, Cheryl, yep. you, you'd pass out if I sent you a text. It was two paragraphs long with perfect punctuation and complete sentences. That's not going to happen. OK, so the people have a way of expressing themselves via speech, mm-hmm. uh, via mm-hmm. writing with a, a writing pen or, or on their computer or laptop versus text. You have a unique style of writing on text. Number one, it wasn't her style. And number two, and even more telling, it said no cell service in Yosemite. They weren't even near Yosemite. I took my twins to Yosemite about four years ago and then recently to the Tetons and Yellowstone. They're nowhere near each other. That was not even part of the plan to go to Yosemite. So, and the timing, that was on about uh, Aug 29-ish. Well, Mm -hmm. we know that Brian Laundrie's back home parked in his parents' driveway on September 1. There is no way they could have gotten from Yosemite or Yellowstone all the way back home in 36 hours. That's not going to happen. So, A, Long National Park mentioned in the fake text, and B, Mm -hmm. physically impossible. Right. And it also gets rid of, well, did they just separate voluntarily? Did she tell him to go back home while she stayed somewhere with friends? We know that because he sent a bogus text. He did that. But let me tell you something he ain't thinking about. He ain't thinking about her Apple Watch. That watch has its own GPS. That watch can also track if it's away from the phone. So when people do their jogging, they can track those that data the same way your cell phone can do it. So I think the FBI is owned to some things that he is not aware they can do. Uh, let's talk about that. Uh, the Apple Watch versus a Fitbit. Mm-hmm. Uh, jump in, Cheryl. That Apple Watch can not only track your activity, it can check your heart rate. And it has like a biometric altimeter that can tell if you're, you know, increasing your altitude or you're decreasing your elevation. So that watch is going to have a ton of information for law enforcement. Jump in, Joe Scott. Well, my thought is, is that the biometric issue is going to be key relative to what's going on with her from a physiological standpoint. And of course, you know, we don't want to think about worst case scenarios, but look, we're right in the middle of it right now and tracking her and what's going on with her as uh, in her person is very significant. When we start to look at this timeline, Nancy, how are they going to be able to track her down and what was going on with her physiologically? at that particular moment in time and can can they triangulate this this phone or this wristwatch back to her specific location where she was last found again i go back to this idea that laundry has had a sufficient amount of time i know to to clean out the van i'm trying to talk to you about tracking her on her iphone or her apple watch that's what we're talking about Now, Cheryl McCollum, how is it done? So basically, this watch can work whether you have cellular or Wi-Fi. So if she's connected even at a cafe or somewhere, it can start tracking if she's on a hike. So all of a sudden, that watch is going to be able to show if she goes 80 feet in a relatively short period of time, up or down. So let's say she fell or she was pushed. That watch could 
possibly indicate that for us. It also could track your heart rate. So it may show if the heart rate has stopped, for example. There's a lot of information here. Even if she does not have her phone near her, she can send and receive text messages. So again, if that has stopped as of August 25th, she hasn't bought anything off Apple Pay off that watch. She hasn't taken a photograph. She has not done a voice memo. All of these things are going to show what did occur before August 25th and, more importantly, what's occurred after. It's not just her iPhone that we're talking about. It's the Apple Watch as well. Now, I've asked Joe Scott and Cheryl McCollum to explain how it's done. Both of them go off on their own individual tangents. This is how it's done. You know when you're going down the street and you pass a cell tower? Whether you're on a phone call or not, if your phone is on, I mean, you can see your bars go up and down. When you go by a cell tower, your phone, unbeknownst to you, pings off that cell tower. And then you go 30 miles, five miles, and you ping off another cell tower. And another, and another. Wherever you're getting a connection, your phone is pinging. Identifying is the only way I can say it, off that cell tower. It's like, um, let me think of a different way to say it. When you use a key card to get into your office, you hold it up and you go in. It's just like that. When you pass a cell tower, your phone identifies and pings off the cell tower. So what I think they would be doing is trying to figure out where her cell phone last pinged. Big thank you to our partner in making today's program possible. It's Grand Canyon University. Grand Canyon University, a private Christian university in beautiful Phoenix, Arizona, believes we're endowed with certain unalienable rights to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And the American dream starts with purpose. GCU equips you to serve others in ways that promote human flourishing and create a ripple effect of transformation for generations to come. By honoring your career calling, you impact your family, your friends, and your community. Whether your pursuit involves a bachelor's, master's, or doctoral degree, GCU's online, on-campus, and hybrid learning environments are designed to help you achieve your unique academic, personal, and professional goals. Offering over 330 academic programs as of September 2023, GCU meets you where you are and provides you a path to help fulfill your dreams. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University, private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu. The following is a high five moment from highfivecasino.com. I won! Private, put down your phone. This is the army. Sarge, High Five Casino is a social casino. It's on your phone. goes wherever you go. I win free spins, cash, prizes, free daily rewards, over 1,200 games. I won again. Platoon, present cell phone. High Five. High Five. Casino. Casino. Win at HighFiveCasino.com. High Five Casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited. Play responsibly. Conditions apply. See website for details. High Five Casino. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. Now, Joe Scott Morgan. I know, three strikes and I'm out. I'm going to try one more time, okay? With her phone. 
Once it's cut off, it's not going to ping anymore. Could you, in layperson talk, civilian talk, explain the process of triangulation? Well, the triangulation, what you're talking about are three separate phone towers where you can ping in on a specific location. So you have three separate locations where this information, this data is coming back to, to give you one central location. That was brilliant. Okay, Dale Carson, I hear you jumping in. High-profile lawyer joining me out of Jacksonville, former FBI. And, I mean, I don't know about you, but when you when I find out the FBI is on my case, I stop in my tracks. The FBI is on this case. That tells me a lot. Dale Carson, former FBI, what does it tell you? The FBI are looking for Gabby. They're investigating as well. Well, they bring a lot of technical sophistication to the problem that other departments simply don't have access to. Yeah. That involves NSA and other people who can help locate and have the analytical ability to look at things like triangulation and other things. Okay, stop and right there. The, the, stop right there. Because I think you're absolutely right, but I want to ex- explain what you're saying. Analytical ability. Um, anybody on the panel that knows what we're talking about, jump in if you can explain it, because I, I don't explain this as well as you guys might be able to. What we're saying is analytical ability to make sense of all the scientific data about triangulation, about finding your iPhone, finding your Apple Watch. I mean, have you ever looked at a, a, um, a coding? My children show me their coding. I don't It's crazy. It's like mumbo jumbo. And unless you know how to analyze this, you're up the creek without a paddle. So he's right. Del Carson is right. Former FBI. The FBI have people that do nothing but analyze this data. Okay, go ahead. So the analysis of that data will help locate things like where she last predictably was. And those things are critical because you only have a finite amount of resources to devote to doing ground searches, which has to be done. I mean, there's little question that she was dropped off or ran off someplace. And the result is she's out there by herself somewhere. It's been 22 days. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm going to circle back with you, Joe Scott, about the possibility of surviving in the wilderness for 22 days. Now, they, she's called Van Life Girl for a reason. She's not called a hardcore camper girl or wilderness survival girl or extreme wilderness girl. She's called Van Life Girl. There's a big difference in crossing the country in a van and living in the wilderness. It's very hard to live and survive in the wilderness for this long. I want to bring in our expert joining me out of L.A., Dr. Bethany Marshall, renowned psychoanalyst. Uh, Bethany, I've got so much to ask you about, but let me just say as a big umbrella for all of us, Brian Laundrie has not been named as a suspect in her disappearance. He has been named as a person of interest. Dr. Bethany, Two things just jump out at me. Number one, the power play of locking her out of the car. It's not like me locking David out of the car, the minivan, until he says, I love you more than anything. And then I laugh and let him in. Okay, It's not that. You're out in the desert in extreme temperatures, uh, very, very rugged terrain. I just took the children out uh, to 
here, the Tetons and Yellowstone. It's tough. It's tough. And we were not yeah, on is. the most difficult uh, trails at all. Uh, that, the power play of, I've got the key right here in my pocket. It's her van. Why do you mean you've got the key in your pocket? And telling her to calm down. Also, the sister. The sister uh, appearing, emerging, suddenly to say, basically, I don't know anything. He hasn't even talked to his own sister. Okay, you take it in your order that you asked, Dr. Bethany. Okay, well, the first thing that stands out is that he doesn't have a cell phone. What young person on the face of this planet, unless they're in a developing country, does not have a cell phone? She has all the resources. She has the van. She has the watch. She has the cell phone. Is she also the only one supporting this trip? That, that's one form of power you see in a relationship. Why do you think he doesn't have a cell phone? I don't know. I was wondering. I think that's a really important thing to explore. I mean, I don't know why you would say he doesn't have a cell phone. Let's go with the facts that we do know. We do know he locked her out of the car, out of the van. And we do know the sister doesn't know anything because he's not talking to her. And he's hiding out in his parents' house. Those are the things we know. Let's talk about that. Nancy, can I jump in? Oh, dear Lord, I'd be mad if you didn't. Go ahead. (laughs) Well, the one thing Gabby asked the police officer is to make sure he had a charger. And he said on the body cam, yeah, I found one. I had to crawl around, but I found one. What the hell do you need a charger for if he ain't got a cell phone? Okay. Case solved. He had a cell phone. So another thing, we can track his movements on his cell phone as well, but that wouldn't tell us where her phone was ultimately cut off or where it is right now. Okay. Back to you, Bethany. Well, one of of the things he says to the officers is that he encourages them to take some, some time apart. And I think that's interesting because that's uh, an anger management maneuver. It tells me that he's taken some anger management classes. One of the first things we teach men, especially in anger management, is if there's a fight, you, you give the other person permission to walk away or you walk away. Because normally when couples are fighting, one person or the other, if they walk away, the perpetrator or the abuser becomes frantic. Don't leave me. You're going to leave me. You're going to betray me. They become very jealous and insecure, so they stop the victims from leaving. So this is the first thing he brings up to these two officers. So it tells me he's trying to be a good guy. The second thing is when I'm watching these two officers kind of debate back and forth about the various stories about why he hit the curb. Um, He says she grabbed the wheel. Um, She says, no, she hit the arm. This is how couples therapy sessions sound when there's domestic violence involved, you can never get a straight story. It's very confusing. You spend so much time trying to work out the details of who did what that it's hard to get to add down to the actual psychodynamics of the relationship. So I'm hearing like a domestic abuse situation already just in what the, what the officers, are, officers are talking about. Okay, can I cut the chase right here? What do you think about the power play of him locking her out of the van? That's where all the food is. That's where her stuff is. That's her only way home. What does that mean? That's my original question to you. It's not the first time he's done this. He's doing it in um, a wilderness area where she has 
no no place to get to safety. He has all the resources. I think it's it's a it's a power play in the relationship, and it tells me that he relates to her on the basis of power, not on the basis of affection. That there's a power dynamic in this relationship that probably runs consistently through all of their interactions. Big thank you to our partner in making today's program possible is Grand Canyon University. Grand Canyon University, a private Christian university in beautiful Phoenix, Arizona, believes we're endowed with certain unalienable rights to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And the American dream starts with purpose. GCU equips you to serve others in ways that promote human flourishing and create a ripple effect of transformation for generations to come. By honoring your career calling, you impact your family, your friends, and your community. Whether your pursuit involves a bachelor's, master's, or doctoral degree, GCU's online, on-campus, and hybrid learning environments are designed to help you achieve your unique academic, personal, and professional goals. Offering over 330 academic programs as of September 2023, GCU meets you where you are and provides you a path to help fulfill your dreams. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University, private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu. The following is a high five moment from highfivecasino.com. I won! Private, put down your phone. This is the army. Sarge, High Five Casino is a social casino. It's on your phone. goes wherever you go. I win free spins, cash, prizes, free daily rewards, over 1,200 games. I won again. Platoon, present cell phone. High Five. High Five. Casino. Casino. Win at HighFiveCasino.com. High Five Casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited. Play responsibly. Conditions apply. See website for details. High Five Casino. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. You know, Cheryl McCullough, let me ask you a question. Why are you talking about Gabby Petito's Apple Watch? Do you believe she had an Apple Watch? Yeah, in several of the pictures, she's wearing it. So she was either wearing it that day or it's in the van. But again, it will yield some information. You know, I've looked at a lot of them, and in some of them, she's got it on, and some of them, she doesn't. But even if she didn't have it on, it would still reveal information about where the van was, if it was in Correct. the van. Correct. Or she may have it on right now, for all I know. Um, and to you, Dr. Bethany Marshall, what do you make of the fact that the sister, according to her, also has not spoken with the boyfriend, Brian Laundrie? Uh, you're talking about her sister, Gabby's sister. No, I'm talking about David Laund- Brian Laundrie's sister appeared this morning on national TV and said, this is all just a big misunderstanding. I hope it is. And two, that um, even she has not spoken to her brother. Her brother, Brian Laundrie, has also not even talked to his own sister about what happened to Gabby. How do you not talk to your own brother about your future sister-in-law going missing? I mean, the whole nation knows the story right now. You can't pick up the phone and call your own brother and talk about it. She's definitely distancing herself. The family culture of Brian Laundrie's family seems to be to cover up the misdeeds of their members. And I am guessing that this is not the first time this has happened. I guess 
I'm guessing that they have a long history of accommodating to Brian, of covering up for him. And, you know, when you have a family member that's a black sheep that does things that are wrong or criminal or abuse, uh, abusive, you know, what, what happens in certain families is they start to cover up for that family member. They start to deny it. They start to say, oh, he's really a good guy. He would never do something like that. And the denial and the accommodation becomes so thick and so powerful that with each new misdeed, they, they rationalize it even more. So I think that his sister is just rationalizing it. And she says Gabby is like a sister to her. You know what? If, if Gabby was like a sister to her, she would be talking to every news outlet. She would be searching for her, her um, sister-in-law to be. She doesn't seem to be. She seems to be distancing herself in every explanation to, to ABC. Guys, we are now learning that, uh, according to police, they have a new wrinkle, a new wrinkle in the search for Gabby. Take a listen to our cut 72. We have communication going back and forth with uh, Grand County Sheriff's Office. Um, we provided them with whatever information we could. Uh, they don't have any suspect information right now, so you would have to refer that to them. But they told us that they're looking at, at everything at this point. Here, hearing the presser by the Northport Police in Florida. He's referring to the double homicide of two young women, outdoor enthusiasts, campers, with a very odd connection uh, to Gabby Petito. Uh, victim Kylan Schulte, just 24, and Crystal Turner, both found dead at a Utah campsite. Uh, and here are some similarities that I have analyzed. They are all three uh, thin, fair females traveling without a male companion. Uh, physical appearance very similar. Same age, Schulte 24, Gabby 22. The time link, the double murder of these two female campers uh, is just a few days after Gabby Petito has the fight with Brian Laundrie and a very serious connection. One of the victims worked at the Moonflower Co-op where Gabby had the fight, the argument, with Brian Laundrie. Uh, after, shortly after that, the two of them go camping. Their bodies were found partially undressed August 12th. We don't know what day they were murdered in the woods. Gabby goes missing. Uh, excuse me. The fight Gabby had was August 12th. Their bodies were found six days later, August 18. To Dale Carson, uh, veteran trial lawyer, joining me out of Jacksonville and former Fed with the FBI, what do you think about the similarities? Well, we know from serial killers that they frequent certain areas picking up potential victims. And it's simple to imagine that Gabby being upset could become a target for one of these individuals who has absolutely no connection to the rest of us in the sense that he's a sociopath. And he would come up and just say, hey, let me help you. And that's how Bundy 
a notorious killer, killer serial killer, uh, approached victims and uh, was very successful, as we know. Well, you know what? That's what Israel Keys did, uh, who killed the Alaskan barista, um, Samantha Koenig. Would go to campsites, RV sites, and try to find people. Sure. But you're right, and I want to point out that both of those victims, Kylan Schulte and Crystal Turner, had told their friends when they were camping out there was a creepy man bothering them. And they actually moved campsites and then were found dead. And they said, a creepy guy's bothering us. If we turn up dead, he did it. And I also want to point out that the uh, cops had issued a warning just days before that about uh, a, a, a guy, I think, had abandoned his campsite. There were 30 weapons found there, including knives, hatchets, crossbow, and several swords. Now, uh, Cheryl McCollum, is Gabby a victim of the killer of these two young women? I mean, one of them worked at Moonflower Co-op. And that's mm-hmm. where Gabby had her argument, or the argument started anyway, with Brian Laundry. And then within days, they're dead and she's missing. That's quite a connection. Do I think it's the same person? Probably not. Because there's so many other indicators. It could be something very, very different. But that's quite a coincidence, Cheryl. It is a coincidence that law enforcement would have to look at. But again, her fiancé returned home without her. Yes. That's like a glaring clue right there. And the fact that he was there, uh, Joe Scott Morgan, we can place him there at September 1. And the, the mother didn't report her missing until September 11, when she realized what was happening, Joe Scott. Yeah, yeah, and you you wonder how these timelines marry up. One interesting thing, though, is that when these two were having the argument, I'm referring to Gabby and uh, Laundry. Uh, you you remember the police told them that they were going to have to separate. Yeah. Uh, well, one of the interesting things is that allegedly, one of the things that I've come across is that he was directed to go to a hotel or a motel there in yeah. Moab. Yeah. Well, the name of the motel or this area is actually not a motel. It's a Sea Haven Family Crisis Center. Uh, that's two blocks away from the Moonflower uh Will you co-op. repeat that again, please? Sure, sure. Yeah, he was directed to go and spend the night away from her. Remember, Dr. Uh, Bethany was mentioning this just a moment ago. Uh, the location he was sent to was not actually a motel. It was actually a family crisis center. And it's referred to, I'm looking at the map right now, it's the Seek Haven Family Crisis Center. It's two blocks away from the Moonflower Community Cooperative. Take a listen, guys. Speaking of any potential connection between the two dead women to our cut 77, this is Sifon Kim, ABC7. Police are analyzing something found in the couple's van. Meanwhile, police in Utah are looking into whether Petito's disappearance has anything to do with the double murder of newlyweds Crystal Turner and Kylan Schulte. Their bodies were found partially undressed and riddled with bullets on a mountain trail nearby on August 18th. Schulte worked at the same grocery store where Petito and Laundry got into their argument. You know, uh, that's quite a coincidence that I can't ignore But the panel is right. The overarching circumstance is that the boyfriend comes home with the van and without 
Gabby. Nicole Parton, CrimeOnline.com investigative reporter. We know that a grid search is planned in the Grand Tetons. I know that the stepfather, Mr. Schmidt, is there, but it hasn't started yet. Do you think it's because, Nicole, that they, I mean, the Grand Tetons are thousands and thousands and thousands of acres, and they don't really know where to start. Absolutely. And I think that they are hoping and maybe trying to pressure Brian or his family into saying something so that they can at least narrow down the search. At this point, they have no idea where to start. They're simply going on a FaceTime phone call from around August 21 that Gabby had with her family where they believe that she was in that area at the time. But that could be anywhere. As you say, you've been there. You understand the terrain. So if they could get any word from Brian or his family, they could at least begin a search and know where to start. Cheryl McCollum, what do you believe that law enforcement is doing right now and what should they be doing? They are interviewing the witness that saw him push her. They are combing that van to see where her jewelry is, where her clothes are. They're even looking to see when did... Uh, food become just for a single person, like if he stopped at Starbucks or something, there's only one cup instead of two. They are combing that phone. When did he stop calling her? When did he stop text messaging her? They are going back over that video of the two of them that lasts over an hour. They're getting somebody to watch his body language. They're going over his statements, exactly what he says. Um, you know, that he's laughing and jovial with law enforcement while she can't stop crying. What did they miss? Um, they're going to track their whereabouts. If, if there's any video, um, if there's any receipts, when did they leave what campsite? Who might have seen him by himself? And exactly when did that start? They're going to track his, you know, home path. Every single time he stopped for gasoline, did he use her card? Did he use his own debit card? Um, did he throw anything away? They're gonna they're gonna search all of that all the way back to Florida. How fast he got back there? They're also gonna search the text messages and phone calls between his family because keep in mind, Gabby's mama reached out to his mama. She wouldn't return her call. She wouldn't answer the call at all. So all of this is very telling that his family knew long before Gabby's family knew. Joe Scott, what do you believe? The cops, the FBI, the analytics, what are they doing right now? And what do you think they should be doing? Well, I think it was kind of telling, Nancy, I think it was a couple of days ago that the U.S. Park Service said that they've become involved mm -hmm. uh, in this investigation, which I think is a daylight and a dollar short at this point. But... With that said, you know, her last known phone call that they received, that the family received was in Grand Teton. Mm -hmm. That's where it allegedly originated from. I want to know what type of information they have at that main southern gate, which is where they would have entered Grand Teton. Mm -hmm. Is there any kind of videography? Is there any kind of time stamp where they're rolling through the gate where you have to pay to get into this place? And who was in the van? Are there video is there videography of the faces of the individuals as they're entering? You know, all of these state parks, particularly this time of year, we're talking August 25th was when that phone call was made. These things are backed up with people trying to get into these places to tour around before the kids go back to school. I want to know, were they actually physically there? What kind of information they had relative to this? 
And you're right. Our panel is right. We, the vastness of this place, they're seeking information because it is a needle in a haystack. Just give us a crumb of information so that we can narrow the search down within the Teton region. I don't understand why the grid search hasn't started as of yet. To Dale Carson, what do you believe is happening right now at FBI headquarters and what should be happening? Well, you know, uh, HIDA, which is the high intensity drug enforcement people, have equipment called uh, NSA light that allows them to look at text messages throughout the country. So the technology that is really available that we're not really privy to very much, including things like the Stingray, which emulates cell phone towers, is used by the government constantly. So they can look backtracking to the stored data to see these things if there's enough pressure politically to do this. And I suspect that's where they're headed. And that's what's delaying all of this, because that takes a few minutes. I would say a little bit more than a few. Can I jump in on this? Yeah, hold on. I want to follow up on Stingray. It follows a a little more than a few minutes. How long, Dale Carson, I mean, you've been there. You're the former FBI agent. How long would it take realistically to do that? Several days at least. And, And you have to break through a couple of protective walls between the various agencies in order to make that happen. And as you probably know, There's a a deep storage facility in Arizona that stores all of this data. And so getting to that really requires basically a power play by one of the agencies. And and hopefully they can do that. And that involves satellite and other things that can help locate where she might be. Dr. Bethany, I've been trying to find out and everyone I ask says we can't talk about that. There are reports that Brian Laundrie flew home during the road trip and then flew back out to where Gabby was and that items have been moved. Her items have been moved out of their home to be put in storage. I can't get the truth of it. But if that is true, what does it mean? See, I I think that um, it's great that everybody's talking about the search for Gabby and what's happening you know, in the parks, what what was the last um, ping, uh, what was happening in terms of their, you know, their communication with family members. But I'm wondering what's happening in the Landry family, in Brian Landry's family. If, if I could be a little fly on the wall, what the heck are they talking about? Their their future daughter-in-law has gone missing. Their son has flown home, put items in storage, flown back. I think this family is frantically scraping together a story and trying to come up with their own timeline and avoiding talking to law enforcement until they can get their story straight. They are trying to protect their son. Obviously, there was violence going on in the household even before they went on this trip. Obviously, he flew home to make sure there was no evidence of violence in the household. Violence, evidence of them fighting, or maybe her writing in a diary. Oh, hold on. You just brought up a great idea, Dr. Bethany. Dale Carson has been focused on a yellow spiral notebook. Speaking of diaries, Dr. Bethany, Dale Carson, what is your interest in a yellow spiral notebook and a drone memory card? Well, I mean, we see drone footage, and the only way drones work is by memory cards when they film. And I don't know, did they have a drone? What about 
anything she was using to edit the film. All of those things become critical because as we know, when we edit film on a video, it stores multiple copies of things that are going on. And in one of the videos, it's evident that underneath an iPad is a yellow spiral notebook, which is likely a diary of some sort. And I did read yesterday that uh, the attorney for Landry provided uh, investigators with some items that belong to Gabby. And I'd be fascinated to know what those items were. Were they computers? What were they exactly? Well, actually, you just mentioned something really interesting. Uh, I want to circle back to Cheryl McCollum. You just heard Dale Carson mention an iPad. I, I know that she mm -hmm. was using a laptop because she said she was working on her laptop to, for the blog. Couldn't the iPad be located much like a phone could be? It can be, absolutely. Um, you know, Nancy, there's so much technology that these two young people were using. There's going to be so much data that they've got to go through. And there's another thing we haven't discussed. He did have a cell phone yep, or some type of device. If he plugged that cell phone straight into the port in the car, that car computer reads all of it text messages, everything. And unless he deleted it somehow, then the police have access to that too. Even a 2012 Ford Transit? Possibly. Again, it's all computer-based. Everything is in your car is a computer now. Um, so a lot of times now, if you have trouble, like even with a relay, your car may not crank, not because the battery's not good, but because the relay's telling it not to. It's a computer problem, not a engine problem. So there's a lot of data that can be drawn from all of these devices. Let me give an example. The other day, my mom's friend wanted me to jump off his car. Mm -hmm. uh, I did, and he got it to the dealership. There's nothing wrong with the battery. It was the key fob computer that was right. causing the problem. So you're absolutely right. And you're saying, Cheryl McCollum, that if he plugged in to charge, although he said he found the charger, but if he plugged in for any reason into the car, if it's computer-based, it reads what's on the computer, on the, on the phone? Yeah, it stores it. Like when you rent a car and you plug your car directly into that vehicle, even in a rental car, if you don't delete that stuff, the next person that gets in that car can see your text messages if they pull it up. You mean text messages that you send during that time or all text messages? That you send during that time. You know, I'd really you like to see to if, they're, if they are, uh, Jackie, doing a search warrant to get the parents, the laundry parents' information. They will. Their text, they whatever's will. up in the cloud, anything that they may have done. Well, remember, jump in, go ahead. The way that's done is if there is evidence that is pertinent to her her being missing and it's been destroyed or modified by the, the laundry family, of course, that is destruction of evidence. It allows for a search warrant issue uh, with the signature of a judge, and that's precisely what they should be doing in Florida right now. Hey, Nancy, I did want to make one more point that law enforcement is doing. They're searching his search history. Oh, of course. Absolutely. I hadn't thought of that, but you're right. Just got Morgan, final and thought. Nancy, yeah, uh, hold on. I hear Dr. Bethany. Go ahead, Dr. Bethany. Well, Nancy, she was very dysregulated when the, when the policemen were interviewing her. They had been fighting for hours. 
somebody who's that dysregulated, who cannot stop crying, probably has a history of fighting, but also a history of reaching out for help. She may have been talking to her mother about their relationship difficulties. Maybe she had, uh, she had a best friend, obviously, she was supposed to meet around birthday plans. There's a lot of communication, as Cheryl McCollum is talking about, via text, the car computer, phone, you know, computer, all right. of that. But I, as a therapist, I'm saying that she reached out for a lot of help. There are a lot of people with information about what was happening in that relationship. And maybe even on that trip. Final thought, Jay Scott? Yeah, they got to put the spurs to the horse here. They've got to get on this. Let me tell you, if she, the last place she was, uh, was up in Wyoming. Nancy, she's not, if she was put out of that van, uh, the temperature up there and the environment is completely different than it is down in Moab. It's going to be cold. She can die of exposure, dehydration, all of these things that she would be exposed to in that environment as opposed to having been down in the desert. They need to get on this as quickly as possible. Start this grid search and start looking for her up there. Tip line 800-CALL-FBI, 800-225-5324. Goodbye, friend. Pause for a big thank you to our partner making today's program possible. It's Dexcom. With the new Dexcom G7, you get better diabetes results without those awful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or to your watch, so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affect your glucose. It makes it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take more control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's so easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash compatibility. Thanks, Dexcom, for being our partner. The following is a high five moment from highfivecasino.com. I won! Yahoo! Private, put down your phone. This is the army. Sarge, High Five Casino is a social casino. It's on your phone, goes wherever you go. I win free spins, cash, prizes, free daily rewards, over 1,200 games. I won again. Platoon, present cell phone. High Five. High Five. Casino. Casino. Win at highfivecasino.com. High Five Casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited. Play responsibly. Conditions apply. See website for details. High Five Casino. Is getting gas at Exxon burning a hole in your wallet? Get the Drop app. With Drop, you can earn free gift cards just by filling up your tank. Download Drop now. Use code DROP66 to instantly receive $5 in points. Pause for a big thank you to our partner making today's crime stories possible. It's Lisa Mattress, a collaboration between Lisa and West Elm. The natural hybrid is made from natural latex, natural wool, and environmentally safe foams. The natural hybrid elevates your sleep and supports. Go to lisa.com forward slash nancy to learn more. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com forward slash nancy.